welcome back to the Berms. This is episode seven. I'm Sarah. And I'm Elizabeth. I'm so glad if you've joined to listen. Um, today, we're going to talk about a lot of things that yeah. are could fall under the category of creepy, unsettling, yeah, yada, yada, yada. So, unsolved murders, your crazy dreams, because I don't remember a lot of my crazy dreams. Yeah. Except the reoccurring ones, but mm-hmm. we've already talked about those. Um, I'm excited. Me too. We're going to talk about, like, famous unsolved murders, though, right now. Yeah, like... Uh, like, ones that you probably vaguely know about, but we just want to discuss Like, them. you've at least heard, heard of... Four out of five of these. Okay. Because I didn't know about one of these. But anyway, let's go. So the first one is is the Zodiac Killer. Which I had only heard. There's that movie with who stars in it. Mm. Why do I think every movie has Jake Gyllenhaal? But is it Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) I don't know. Please look it up. Because it very much could be Jake Gyllenhaal. Like actually. And I could not be making it up. Um, it is. <laughs> I knew it. it. Is him. The cast of like yeah. Zodiac. Yeah, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, came out of like two thousand something. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, anyways, the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Plot twist. Oh, T. Um. So, the Zodiac Killer was believed to have killed at least five people in Northern California from um, 1968 to 1969. So much happened in the 60s. We're going to do an episode about everything crazy that happened in the 60s. Yeah. Because literally, like, everything. So much. The 60s was a crazy decade. Also, why... What... You know how there's, like, a lot of, like, serial killers, like, in the, like, 60s, 70s, like, th- mm-hmm. that time frame? That's sus. That's weird. Anyways. Not funny, haha. Funny, weird. Um, anyway. So, um, the Zodiac Killers remained unknown since his first murders, um, which was the shooting of a teenage couple. Um, and then when another couple was shot in 1969... This time, one of the victims survived. Mm. The killer called the police to take responsibility for both crimes. And he also wrote taunting letters to newspapers. The letters often began with the words, quote, this is the Zodiac speaking, end quote, and ended with a symbol resembling the crosshairs of a gun sight. Um, those newspapers published not only the killer's letters, but also the ciphers he sent along with them. The papers encouraged the public to help decode the secret messages, one text, known as the 408 cipher, contained the message, quote, I like killing people because it is so much fun, end quote. Another, the 340 cipher, wasn't decoded until 2020. It began, quote, I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me, end quote. But the letters and the decoded ciphers haven't been enough to crack the case. Though several suspects have been investigated, have been investigated the Zodiac Killer's identity has never been proven. The most scrutinized suspect... School teacher Arthur Lee Allen was institutionalized in 1975 for unrelated crimes. And when we consider the theories that the killer was active before 68 and well into the 80s, we have to admit that we don't even know for sure how many people he killed. Mm. Scared. Have you ever seen the thing where they say Ted Cruz is... <laughs> <laughs> they say that he looks like the sketch of the Zodiac Killer? I'm sorry. He's not old enough to be the Zodiac Killer. But, that, it, it, it baffles me, which, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, baffles me that these things happen and they go unsolved. Mm-hmm. Like, which, like, well, imagine, okay, so, like, before people really, like, before the police knew what, like, like how to dust for prints and how to mm-hmm. do all this other stuff. You can literally, like, Ooh. sign your nickname to the murder that you committed and, like, get away with it. Yeah. It's, like, you know, like... Crazy. It's... Because, what was it, the, um, the... 
there was an axe murder, and it wasn't like the Lizzie Borden one. Mm-hmm. It was there was another axe murder. They let people like walk in the house. They let people from the town walk in the house and like look at the crime scene. Yeah, and like disrupt everything. Like Sketchy you could stuff. literally just. I mean, like there were no rules. <laughs> it was a free for all. It'd be like that sometimes. Whew. Anyway. That's like creepy though. Like mm-hmm. I don't. You know what I think? School. I don't. This obviously doesn't come out of this. I. It came out of me watching the Unabomber series. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one. Um, but like criminal profiling and like mm-hmm. social logist- linguistics, mm-hmm. that stuff's cool to me. It's it's crazy because like you have to think like a criminal and make profiles. Like criminal mind esque stuff. Sure. Like that's obviously more like dramatized. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like. I don't know, it's so cool to me that people, like, have to have the mind of mm-hmm. someone that commits these, these things to find the, the, the suspect or, like, the, the profile this person fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Zodiac Killer. Man. And also, they're crazy enough to make all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Ladies, like secret messages and yada 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 and taunt like you got enough balls to do that mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I, now knock on wood <laughs> i feel like we don't hear about serial killers as much anymore i mean you hear about like offhand murders and things yeah, like that like but Wait, you don't hear about like a, like a Zodiac killer. Yeah. Or like what the, the Night, Stalk, Night Crawler or Night Stalker or whatever the heck his name was. I don't think I know a lot about crime stuff. Mm. So the Night Crawler, it's Crawler or Stalker and I can't remember which one. Okay. I think one of them is a... What is the Night Crawler? A worm. I was like, I think those are what you go buy, like, baits. Like, night crawlers are what you, like, you can go buy, like, fishing bait at the store. Oh, I was God. like, that okay, sounds familiar. the night stalker. <laughs> Please. Oh. So, this one is a solved crime. This one is Richard Ramirez. And, um, he, like, killed a bunch of people in California. Mm. I think it was in California. No, it was, well, hold on. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, okay, so, Ricardo Richard Leva Munoz Ramirez, dubbed Night Stalker, Valley Intruder, and Walking Killer, was an American serial killer whose crime spree took place in California between June 1984 and August 1985. He was convicted and sentenced to death in 1989. He died in 2013 while awaiting execution. See, like... You just don't. You don't hear, hear about stuff like about that. Serial killers. You don't. I mean, I is it because people aren't. Maybe people aren't being serial killers anymore, which is a great thing. Or maybe they're, they're too good. Oh, T. Or maybe we're good enough to get them. Like, like first, first kill. Yeah. I mean, you have to hope that maybe like, you know, our. Just, or FBI and yeah. those type of people are... Our investigative teams. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, alright. What's our next one? The next one is John Bonet Ramsey. And this is probably the one that we have the strongest feelings about. Well, we do have really strong feelings about this. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> no suspects have ever been arrested. Also, all of these little blurbs that I'm reading are off of Britannica. Just in case somebody wants to look it up. Um, uh, no suspects have ever been arrested for the murder of John Bonet Ramsey, a six-year-old beauty pageant winner found dead in the basement of her family's Boulder, Colorado home on December 26, 1996. Early that morning, John Bonet's mother, Patsy, had called 911 and stated that her daughter was missing and that a ransom note found in the house demanded $118,000 for her return. A few hours later, though, 
The family and the police discovered that John Bonet had never actually left the house. When prompted to conduct a second search of the house, her father, John, found her body in the basement. She had been bound and gagged and killed with a blow to the head and a groat fashioned from one of Patsy's paintbrushes and a length of cord. Let me look up what groat is because I don't know. <laughs> me neither. Um, to kill someone by strangulation, typically with an iron collar or a length of wire or cord. Mm. So a wire cord or apparatus used to strangle someone. Okay. Okay. Made out of um, one of her mother's paintbrushes and a length of cord. Investigators later revealed that John Bonet had also been sexually assaulted. Suspects soon emerged, including a random intruder, a family friend who had dressed as Santa Claus for the Ramsey's Christmas parties, John Bonet's parents, and her nine-year-old brother, Burke. One reason the case remains in the public imagination is that much of the investigation was bungled. Soon after the police first arrived at the Ramsey home, before it could be thoroughly combed for physical evidence, friends of the Ramseys arrived to show support from the family, and the police allowed them to traverse the house freely. Some of the friends even helped Patsy clean the kitchen. If conclusive physical evidence had existed, it was almost immediately destroyed. Okay. So, we... But now, here's the thing. She was sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. We always... We were just talking about how, like, we think it was the brother. Yeah. Her... nine-year-old brother sexually assaulted her like what where you know Mm -hmm. and why why weren't they able to find dna and because she had been wiped clean oh i missed that part well i it didn't say it here but you but but like you know that yeah in other articles i've read she has she had been and also why the dollars. That's a weird amount. So the theory about the brother killing her is that, um, don't quote me on this, but I believe that he, he, it was like, um, like, learning disability, mm. um, like, had, had yeah. some type of developmental issue, um, and that had, like, Hit. Hit her. And she died. And she died. And her parents knew about it and then made it, like... Like, hit it. Whatever. And then made the ransom note. Yeah. In turn. But that doesn't explain the sexual assault. I mean, it could have... I mean... I'm not saying her father did it, but I mean, he could have. You know, to be fair, the little boy could have done it. I don't know. Who's, you know, like, I don't know. See. Who's to say? But, um. You see the theory? The, like, not theory, but, like, the Katy Perry's her. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that? Yes. (laughs) People come up with the craziest stuff. Like what? Like The lizard people? Yeah. Why are you making that face? Do you believe the lizard people? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm talking more, like, celebrity one. Like. Oh, Yeah. Um, Avril Lavigne was switched. Swatched. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, who's that died. person that looks like Taylor Swift? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, I have to look it up. It, there's this, like, oh, I have to find it. Um, people say that Paul McCartney was switched after he got into a car wreck and passed away. Paul McCartney of Beatles fame. Which, T. Love the Beatles, by the way. Oh, I know. You took the class. I did take that class. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to find it. I have to find. If you do, we can. Okay, read me the next one. Alright, so the next one is the Black Dahlia. And, um, so this one, this one, if you, like, really read into it, is probably like the most graphic, like the most graphic things happened to the victim. 
So, on January 15th, 1947, 22-year-old Elizabeth Short was found dead in residential Los Angeles. Her body was so mutilated that the woman who discovered it, a mother on a walk with her young daughter, thought that she had stumbled upon a mannequin. Um, because she was completely drained of all her blood. Like, that's how pale she was. Um, she was split in half at the waist. Her... Split in half? Like, cut in half. Like, legs separate from her torso. Oh! Like, this way. Yeah, cut in half. Was it horizontally? Yes. Me? Not, not vertically down <laughs> the middle. Like, oh my god! No. Cut in half, like, legs separated from her torso. Okay, okay, okay. She had, like, fecal matter in her stomach, and people think that, like, she was forced to eat, like, her own feces. Um, there were, like, parts of skin that were missing, and, like, the most notable thing about her is that, um, so we know how the Joker has, like, the, like, the cuts on the side Uh of his mouth. That was what had happened to her, and it went, like, almost ear to ear. Oh, my gosh. Um... And I've never heard about this. Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, the case was an immediate sensation. Short was soon nicknamed the Black Dahlia in reference to her alleged penchant for sheer black dresses. And um, it was like a callback to the 1946 film um, The Blue Dahlia, which featured the murder of an unfaithful housewife. Mm. Short was characterized as a flighty party girl with a record of underage drinking. Apparently, developing a catalog of a young woman's exploits was more exciting than mourning her loss. Letters, uh, letters the alleged killer sent to the police only exacerbated the media frenzy. Ever since Short's murder was deemed a cold case, amateur sleuths have, pre- have presented their own solutions. One former police detective publicly accused his late father of the murder, inspiring the TV min- miniseries I Am the Night. A British researcher suggested that the California police had conspired with the killer. But because most of the physical evidence in the case has been lost to time and police mishandling... Always. That irritates me so much. Remember when we talked about Amelia Earhart? Oh, yeah. And they found those bones on that island. And they lost them? And they lost the bones! (laughs) Anyway. She got eight on them coconut crabs. Eight up, dude. Three foot coconut crabs. Anyway, and because most of the key players are now deceased, no theory, no theory is likely to ever be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. Dang. So the theory um, accused his late the dude who accused his late father. Mm-hmm. Um, his father was um, he was sorting. Okay, so shortly after receiving the news of his father's death, Steve Hodel found himself sorting through his belongings. Though Steve's father, George Hodel, loomed large throughout um, his early childhood, their relationship had always been strained. George was a grandiose doctor with a distant personality who abandoned his, who abandoned the family shortly after Steve's ninth birthday, eventually moving far away to the Philippines. Hmm. So as Steve went through his father's possession, Steve found a photo album tucked away in a box. Um, he said it was small enough to fit in his palm and bound in wood. Feeling like a voyeur, he perused it. It was filled with the Usual pictures, his mom, dad, uh, and brothers, as well as portraits of the family taken by the world-famous surrealist artist Man Ray, a family friend. But towards the back, something caught his eye. Two pictures of a young woman, her eyes cast downward with curly, deep black hair. Steve still doesn't know why he had the idea, but as he looked at the image, he thought to himself, my God, that looks like the Black Dahlia. So, um... Oh. The... Let's see. Y'all be careful out there. For real. I mean, um, let's see what else. That just like gives me goosebumps. That's scary. And like, I'm gonna have nightmares. Oh, please don't. They only had like, um, it only took them like an hour to identify her body because like she had, she had been booked one time for underage drinking. Mm. And she was also, she worked for the military at one point, and so they had her fingerprints. Wow. And so they were able to, and nobody, like, identify and her. And this is unsolved, because nobody's... Because who killed her? Was it the doctor? Was it... Which, I think, American Horror Story, like, there's a part in the murder house season, 
Is that the first one? Yeah. I think I've seen that. I've seen that season. We're That's like, the only season I've seen. Where, like, the doctor works in the basement and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he Does has, like, the young stuff. lady that came in. Yeah. That's, like, what it's supposed to kind of reference. Refer- yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, that's the Black Dahlia. So, I didn't know this one, but it's the Hall Mills murders. Okay. Um, the murders of a pastor and a choir singer on a makeshift lover's lane shocked a small town and brought forth rampant accusations, inconsistent witness testimony, and more than one false confession. The year was 1922, and New Brunswick, New Jersey, Minister Edward Wheeler Hall was having an extramarital affair with a member of his congregation. They also married Eleanor Mills. On September 14th, don't cheat. And maybe you wouldn't, I mean... End up dead. End up dead. That's the real team. Nobody deserves to die. And that's the truth. But also, just don't cheat. Don't cheat, though. That's grody. Anyway... On September 14th, the two left their respective family homes to meet each other. When Hall didn't return home that night, his wife, Frances, and one of his brothers-in-law began a search. But neither Hall nor Mills was found until two days later when another couple walking Lover's Lane found their bodies under a crabapple tree. Hmm. Hall had been shot once through the head. Excuse me. Excuse me again. But Mills' body had been brutalized. She had, ooh, trigger warning a little bit. She had been shot in the face three times, and her throat had been slashed so deeply that she had nearly been decapitated. Oh, my goodness. Later, an autopsy revealed that her tongue and larynx had been cut out. After they were killed, the couple's bodies had been arranged in a near embrace. The case was clearly personal. Though Hall and Mill's affair had apparently been common knowledge around town, both of their spouses claimed to have been in the dark. An, An assertion that struck investigators and the tabloids... As highly suspicious. Mm. Frances, along with her brothers William and Henry Stevens, were considered prime suspects. But, try as it might, the prosecution could find no evidence to convict the siblings. Witness statements kept changing, like likely influenced by the press coverage. Um, mm-hmm. Attention seekers kept confessing to the murders. And physical evidence was destroyed when sightseers trampled the crime scene looking for souvenirs. As Always result, the evidence getting dude, destroyed. As a result, Edward and Eleanor's murders were never solved. Not surprised. Not surprised. If there's a... Y'all just leave it alone. That's the truth. And finally, Lizzie Borden. See, I didn't know this was unsolved. Yeah. I thought that it was, like, clear it was her. I watched, I watched like, a historical like, drama mm-hmm. about it one time when I was way too young to have been watching True <laughs> Um So, there's a rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax, and when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Oh. The famous rhyme makes it seem as if there has never been any doubt as to whether Lizzie Borden killed yeah. her father and stepmother on August 4th, 1892. Officially, though... The identity of the murderer remains a mystery. Lizzie and a maid, Bridget Sullivan, were alone in the Borden house with Mr. and Mrs. Borden when Lizzie, according to her testimony, discovered her father dead. He had been repeatedly struck in the head with a blunt instrument. Upstairs, she found the body of her stepmother. Initially, the evidence against Lizzie looked damning. She had recently attempted to purchase prussic acid, which is a poison, Mm -hmm. and was alleged to have burned a dress in the stove. I guess maybe to catch the house on fire? How old is she? Um, I don't know. Like, how old is she at the time that all of this is, you know, taking place? Lizzie Borden. How old was Lizzie Borden when she killed her parents? Um. When she killed her parents? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. 11 facts about Lizzie Borden? I don't know. I mean, it's not. Lizzie Borden didn't give anyone 40 wax, apparently. Borden's actual skull appeared in the courtroom during Lizzie's trial. I just wonder how old she is. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I don't know. Hold on. Because, like, I feel like 
age is very much an important matter here, you know? How old was Lizzie Borden? Because, like, are you really doing that at, like, 10? She... 16? Yes. I don't know. She died at 66. Um, when her mother died. Because, well, the mother in this case is her stepmother. Hmm. Interesting. Let's see. Anyway, okay, so... Um, what's more, Sullivan, her suspected accomplice, was seen on the evening of August 4th carrying a parcel out of the house. But at Lizzie's trial in 1893, the court determined that all the evidence was merely circumstantial, and Lizzie wasn't convicted and no other suspects were ever arrested. She was 32. Mmm. That's kind of old. I know. Because she was born in... 1860, mm-hmm. and it happened in 1892. Hmm. For what? That's 32, right? She died in 1927. That's so crazy. What's your favorite? Uh, um, these five, or like... Any. Um... I like the OJ. Just because... <laughs> Police. <laughs> I just like that, um, the saying, um... If, if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he killed us. He killed her, hundred percent, and then ends up going to jail on drug charges mm-hmm. later on. That's like what? And he drove. What are you running from the police for? On the interstate. That was crazy. I mean, not mm-hmm. that I lived it. <laughs> mm, that was really wild. Man, I was sitting there watching the news. I was on the edge of my seat. All right, they gonna get him. <laughs> No, he, I don't know, you see the thing where, like, the Kardashian, Chloe doesn't look like the other ones? And don't. And don't they say it's somebody else's? Him? Is it others? I don't know. I'm making stuff up. (laughs) Who is Khloe Kardashian's alleged father? (laughs) Alleged. I mean, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know which one is my favorite. favorite. Um, I like solved ones. Yeah, because then you have, like... Closure. Closure. Anyways. I don't know. Tell us about your crazy dreams. If you got a few. You would like to indulge. Oh, I have a... So, I don't know why I have such crazy dreams. Like, I cannot, I can't pinpoint, like, what effect, like, what happened in your life for you to have crazy dreams. Yeah, and I can't, like, because you know how some people, if they eat, like, a certain food, that'll make them, like, sleep off. Yes. That'll make them sleep talk really bad. I don't have that. Like, I can't pinpoint. Wait, maybe you do just can't pinpoint it. Yeah. So, one of, like, the craziest dreams that I have, I've had was, um, so I'm in a sorority, and our, like, fraternity, um, we were all having, like, a meeting. Uh-huh. And they were, um, they came to me, well, like, they, we were having a, like, a ritual. Mm-hmm. Because, that, you know, we have, Sorority, like, Greek yeah. life. Yeah. So, we were having this, this ritual, and they were like, we have to sacrifice somebody. And I was like, oh, you know, like, we've never actually, like... It's sacrificed. Sacrifice somebody. So, like, it's gonna be, like, pretend. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be, like, a like a ceremonial thing. You know, whatever. Nobody says that, pretending. Well, in my dream... You, you were reasoning. I thought that they were, you know, because I was like, they would never kill somebody. You know what? So, turns out, I got picked <laughs> to be the sacrifice. You better stop going to these meetings. Yeah, dude. And so, I get picked to be the sacrifice, and, um, the president at the time of the fraternity came up to me, and he was like, listen, you got, you've, you got chosen to be the sacrifice, um, so, yeah, thanks for all your hard work. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. Again, didn't really think I was gonna get sacrificed. But then... They wanted to, like, they wanted to, like, 
hang me, dude. As, like, the sacrifice. And they kept, like, chasing me around, trying to, to like, get me. And every time I would run up to somebody, I was like, please help me. Like, I don't want, I don't want to die. Like, and they were like, they were like, here she is, she's (laughs) over here. I'm like, what? (laughs) And the president, and I've told this story to him. I've told, I've told him about this dream. He, he, every time I'd be like, please, like, you, like, you don't have to kill me. Like, Uh like, you're begging for your life. He was like, why are you being so weird about it? He was like, it's your turn to be sacrificed. We do this every year. Like, it's your turn. This is an honor. Like, gaslighting me in my Midsommar dream. Midsommar vibes. Yeah, like, gaslighting me in my dream into, like, being okay with being sacrificed. I was like, no, I don't want to be sacrificed. And he was like, but it's your turn. Like, why are you being so weird about this? I was like, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I was like, I do so much. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> friends with everybody in the group. And, you know, I'm friends with everybody in the organization. And they were like... That's exactly why you got chosen because you're like exactly what we want a sister to be. And I was like, please, why would you kill me? <laughs> if I'm exactly what we want, why would you kill me? And so it was just a whole dream about me running right around away. and then be like, she's over here. I found her. And, and him just like calmly walking towards me, I think was the worst part mm-hmm. because it wasn't even that he was chasing me. It was like, I would run, and he would still catch me. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, I woke up before I died. Good. Well, isn't it the thing you don't die in your dreams? Well, I... Okay. Have you died in your dreams? Well, kind of, kind of, sort of. One time I was on this train. Okay. All of these, all of these things are dreams. <laughs> I was on this train. Okay. And we're riding, and under the train is lava. Like, we're riding through a volcano. Um, we're riding through this mountain, and there's vo- it's like it's like hollow on the inside to okay. what I imagine a volcano to look like, except the lava was way at the bottom, mm-hmm. and the train track goes over the lava, like a lake of lava. So, somebody on the train, um, he, like, kills a conductor... He, like, shoots a conductor. Oh. And then I was like, well, I cannot let him, like, get away. And he shot me in the head. But I didn't, but, like, it wasn't gory. It was just, like, like, the bullet straight to the forehead out the back. Very clean. It was like somebody, like, poked me in the head with, like, a black marker. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, like, I kind of died. Mm. And then I was like, well, I have to wake up. So you woke up? And I woke up. See, none of my dreams are like this. I had a dream that you had Elvis sideburns. Why can't I have those dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you you had Elvis side like your 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 long hair, mm-hmm. but just Elvis sideburns. Maybe I could pull it off. <laughs> I don't know. I saw you with them. Was it not a look? It's kind of a look. Okay. Well. Um, another dream I had where I kind of died, I was, um, so, I was a police officer, and this little kid had been, like, murdering people, (laughs) had been, like, killing people. I don't know why all my dreams involve someone dying. Yeah. Usually me. Anyway, so. You, the police officer, about to get murdered by the little kid. Yeah, dude. So, um. Me and my partner, like, bust into this house where this little kid is. <laughs> and I am, I'm, like, looking through the eyes. I'm, like, looking through, my, like, my own eyes. But, like, I'm a man. <laughs> it's me and my, it's me, a male cop, and my male partner cop busting into this house. So we, You had Elvis sideburns in this dream? No. <laughs> no sideburns. But we bust into this house... And this kid is like he's holding like a like a like a barber's blade, hmm. like you know how they shave mm-hmm. like their their beards, like men's beards with a blade. He's got one of those, and I turn I like change consciousness, and now I'm the partner, and I'm wrestling the kid, like I'm fighting the kid, and he's got his little blade, 
And he, like, slits my throat. As the partner. As the partner. And, like, blood is just kind of oozing out of my neck. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could feel it stinging. Like, you know how, like, a paper cut stings? Yeah. I could feel it stinging. And, the and like, the blood was just kind of oozing out, like, like you'd expect, like, you know how, like, you squeeze jam out of those yeah. tubes? Like that, kind of. Ew. It was just kind of, like, kind of, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, like, bleeding like he cut like an artery, thick. but he definitely did. Like, I was dying. Um, and so, I'm, like, bleeding out. And me, seeing me, seeing my partner. partner. So, I guess, I don't know. I guess now, this How is me. How are you changing perspectives in your dreams? I don't know, dude. Because I became the, the partner. Same and perspective got, all the time. And so, I can feel, like, I can feel myself dying. And so... Whatever else happened, I can't exactly remember. I woke up and my neck still, like, like I could hurt. still feel the stinging. Oh. Like, awake. Yeah. Which, that was probably the weirdest thing. Anna, she has really crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. You have talked to her about her crazy dreams. I think she told me about, she, yeah. she has some crazy she dreams. She has some crazy dreams. My dreams are pretty tame. I mean, I have my few recurring mm-hmm. ones that are creepy scary but for the most part i mean elvis sideburns one where you were really mean to me sorry you were so mean to me um maddie had a dream that i called her narcissistic i don't know dreams are really dreams are weird i remember another dream i was a babysitter in this big like mansion mm-hmm. and it had like two staircases coming down in the foyer and I was the nanny, and we had, like, a butler. And the house was, like, super nice until you got up into the hallways, like, after climbing the stairs. Uh-huh. And it looks like, you know, like, the faux wood walls that, like, you have in a lot of older homes? Yes. Um, and, like, fluorescent, like, bar lights. Yes. So, um, I am, I hear, like, a knock on the door. Okay. And I'm in the I'm in the baby's room, right? It's just a little kid. I'm in the baby's room, and I go open the door. I don't know where the butler was. I go open the door, and this man with an axe is standing there. Is standing there, and he like comes in. He just pushes past me, and I go running for the kid. And I remember hiding under the crib mm-hmm. and like trying to reach up and grab the kid, but I didn't. And the the killer, he like he like hit the hit the kid on the head with the axe, and it was like stuck in his little head. It was like a little hatchet, not actually an axe. It was like a little hatchet, and it's like stuck in the little kid's head. The little kid was just like bouncing around. He was fine. He didn't die. He's he's cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I remember vividly having like you know how these are crazy. You need to write your dreams down. I do. You do write your dreams down? Yeah. Oh, I remember having, like, being armed with a fire extinguisher. It was, like, mm. built into the wall. Like, interesting. Like, you see it, like, schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, like, it was like that. Break the glass. Yeah. Or, like, the ones where you just open the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Break the glass. <laughs> um, we have a fire extinguisher. He's under our cabinet. Why did I say that? I don't know. It's good that we have one, though. It's good that you know that. In case there's a fire. Remember when there was a fire in the oven? That was scary. I was like, Sarah, there's a fire! And you were like, what? (laughs) I was like, there's a fire in the oven! But it wasn't like... It wasn't like the the oven was not on fire. It was like, what was it? Oil from your potato was dripping down onto the heating element. And it was just flame. Yeah, flame. Go away. Which is how... Big fire, fire start. But. Which could lead to actual fire alarms. Anyway. I don't. I don't want to get started on fire alarms. Uh, oh, I had, well, I had a good dream one time. Kylie. Well, it wasn't one really time. <laughs> it was like kind of a funny dream. So Kylie Jenner rear-ended my mom's like, um, um, like delivery vehicle. And then she got taken to prison. <laughs> and. She was like looking at me and looking under the under the under the car and like looking at me and like looking under the car, 
And so I was like, well, let me go look under the car. And I go under there, and you know those little storage containers that you would, like, put pairs of shoes in? Yeah. Like, the real kind of skinny ones? Mm-hmm. I go look under there, and there's unreleased lipstick names. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, like, big cue cards. Like, big cards that have, like, a picture of a lipstick, <laughs> and then, like, the name. <laughs> Said, gotcha, Kylie. And I was like, I single-handedly saved Kylie Cosmetics. <laughs> she owes me big time. I don't know if she knows that. But, but she owes me. Kylie, if you're listening. Yeah, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> if you're listening, just know, in my dream, I, I saved, saved your business. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, crazy dreams. And that all kind of leads into, like, because, you know, everybody has, like, you like to think that your dreams mean something. Yeah, or, like, you know, the basic dreams of, like, you're on safe naked. Mm-hmm. Your teeth falling out. out. I've never had those dreams. Maddie was telling me that... The other day she had a dream uh-huh. about her teeth falling out. And that means, like, like you're kind of dealing with a loss. You're dealing with, like, a new phase of life. Like, um... Which she is dealing with a new phase in life. Yeah. Of life. In multiple aspects. It's, um... Ooh, well... If that is the meaning. Perhaps it, uh... It's a feeling of a loss of control or brings up worries about losing something or someone important to you. Mm. Um, like, things like that. I've, but I've never had, like, what are, so, the being naked on stage, mm-hmm. um, losing your teeth, what's another, the, oh, the falling? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. Like, I don't. You've never had a dream where you've fallen, like, woken up? No. I've never had those dreams that people always say I've had those dreams. Mm-hmm. Literally, I've never. I've never. Do you dream in color, or black and white? Um, I dream in color. Me too. I have. Actually, I go back and forth because mm. I've had black and white dreams. I don't think I've ever had a black and white dream. Weird. I had a dream one time. I prefer colored dreams. I had a dream one time that we were running around this like garden maze. Mm-hmm. It's like this big hedge maze, and it's like me and everybody in my family, and we're all wearing white, and um. My dad was chasing me, and I climbed up in this treehouse, and then he, like, climbed up after me and, like, stabbed him in the shoulder with a fork. See, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, but I've had, like, the falling dreams, like, when I fell down the stairs one time. It usually happens to me in the car. It doesn't happen to me, like... Oh, like, if you fall asleep in the car, you have falling dreams? Yeah. Like, I don't... Interesting. I, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that I've ha- like I've had that dream while I was like laying in the bed but mm-hmm. it usually happens in the car or it will happen like at school like in like high school it would happen a lot when I fall asleep in class like and I don't know cause so because it can't be that my head is falling mm-hmm. and then like I wake up right yeah because my brain is formulating this dream, and then I fall and I wake up. Why well, don't they say dreams happen really quickly anyways? Yeah, but like... I don't know if that quickly, you know? If my head's like tilting over, like is yeah. my brain being like, oh, I'm falling to your death. But I'm saying like... <laughs> but like, it's weird to me that so many people have experienced the same mm-hmm. style of dream. Yeah. I've never experienced it. That's so crazy. Because, like, it is like, do I not have, like, because, you know, they say it, it, it forms out of a place of fear, insecurity, yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you for real, like, never had a dream where you've fallen? Never had, like, I had a dream that I was swinging on a rope and I fell and I woke up. No. That's so crazy. It's, it's like, like, I, I, pro- no, I promise you, I've not the, had that dream. That, f- that feeling is like, Gosh, it's like you wake up and you're kind of cold because you're scared. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you like you wake up and it's you have to realize you know like you're sitting and you're fine. Mm. But like, I don't know. It like it scares you awake, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like it like shocks you almost. Yeah, I just don't. That is so crazy. Ha- I didn't know had, that. And I'm like, teeth on. Like I, I've never like had what are this. look up what are common dreams that. Like, the most common dreams people tend to have. And I'll tell you if I've had it or not. And then you can tell me. Like, have you had your teeth falling out? No. Have you had being 
like naked on stage or in a mm-hmm. setting. Me neither. I've not had the following dream. Um, a dream you're back in school taking a test. No. Um, that one is. These are uh, like dreams like this are usually connected to work. School was our first job ever. Um, mm. So anytime you're feeling tested, you've got to prove yourself. How'd you feel in the dream? Were you prepared? It's kind of like a mirror. Yeah, no. Which is surprising. I You would think that I would have had that dream. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, like, I'm just not remembering. Um, in the dream, you're hanging out with a celebrity? Yes, I have. I've had those. Hmm. I've had that one. I never had a dream with a celebrity. Well, yes, you have. But Kylie I wasn't and Chris. I, uh, Chris Evans was in your dream that one time. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm to tell you all this dream. Me and my mom got into an argument because there was this alcohol-soaked cake in this little to-go box, and my mom told me to like put it away, like put it in the fridge. And I was like, "Well, that's so gross. No one is gonna eat it. It's soaked in alcohol. Like that is nasty." So I threw it away. And my mom was like, why did you do that? And I was like, because it's gross. And then she was like, well, I want to, you know, like, she was like, well, I want to know, like, why you didn't listen. And I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about this right now. Because we, we were having, we were at a party. And I was like, I don't really want to talk about this right now. And she was like, but, but I want to talk about it. And, um, <laughs> and so we go outside and Sarah, you're there. Maddie's there. Um. Liz, Lily, like we're like, cho- like we're like painting the driveway, like with chalk, right? With just paint. Oh, paint. Yeah. Okay. We're like painting the driveway, and then, and Chris Evans comes up, and he's like, "Whoa, I don't want to get in the middle of that," you know, and, like interrupting this <laughs> argument I'm having with my mom. <laughs> I told you, but I've had, but I've had dreams with celebrities. Oh gosh, that's so funny. That, I forgot about that one. Let's see. What does it say? Um, like, Harry Styles has been in my dreams. But that's the only celebrity I can think of that's been in my dreams. Well, I don't, I, w- I don't want to say that I was actually hanging out with Kylie. She got into a wreck and it was being <laughs> called off by the cops. So that's not necessarily me, you know, chilling with Kylie, I, yeah. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Yeah, that's her name. And I mean, Chris Evans just kind of popped up. He wasn't there the whole time. Okay. Anyway, so if the celeb cameo feels random, there's still a reason they're <laughs> hanging around in your subconscious. Ultimately, there's something about that person, and it um, it could be deep in their IMDb history that's relevant to you right now. Mm. Ask yourself what it is about this person that relates back to you. It could be a movie they're in, a song. The message well, will be in the title of that movie or the lyrics to that song. I mean, Harry's just relevant, 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 oh, relevant, relevant mm-hmm. in my life. If your friends God. in the dream, whatever um, it is in that celebrity that. you like is something you like about yourself too. It's something you want to be recognized Remember for. the dream that I had where we were at the concert and it wasn't that packed and you were with me and it, I don't know, it's, for some reason it wasn't packed. And then he started singing "Little Freak," oh, and yeah. everyone left yeah. but me. You and I was to be recognized because you like "Little Freak," <laughs> I and I was mad. I was like, "Why did y'all leave?" Like y'all were like, "We just could go outside for a little bit," and I was like, <laughs> "I was mad." And then the next day, there was another show, and we went, and he remembered me. Oh, cute! But I was mad that all y'all left during "Little Freak." It's something you want to be recognized for. He likes Little Freak. You, you like, like Little, little Freak. freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, your partner cheated on you? No. You cheated on your partner? No. Um, so, if you dream that your partner has cheated on you, um, if there's infidelity in your past, either in this relationship or a past relationship, this will keep cropping up because it's a bone of contention mm. with yourself. Um, if there aren't trust issues and this seems to be coming out of left field, then it doesn't mean that your partner's cheating. There's something that's taking up too much time and attention away from you. It could be a job, golf, friends, a new baby. Something is causing you to feel cheated out of time and attention. Ultimately, this dream can be positive so long as you don't wake up pissed off at your (laughs) partner for something they did in your subconscious. Um, it's letting you know something needs to be corrected. Because I've woken up and, like... Been mad? Been mad. Even though... Obviously, it wasn't real. Yeah. But I woke up, I was like, I can't believe they did that in my head. (laughs) Um, Um, You and your partner 
can start having date nights or try to cut down on oh. golf or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you cheat on your partner, um, it says, this one can just be, can be just as alarming, yet it's just <clears throat> as symbolic. My experience with these types of dreams is um, there's often some doubt about the other person's mm. loyalty or the safety of the relationship, most often emotional. Betrayal can happen in many forms, so if you feel that your partner is prioritizing something or someone else before you, or that they're not being fully transparent, your subconscious may be trying to process what's happening. Dreams are a space where we can confront the taboo the taboo or issues we're unwilling to confront when we're awake. Interesting. You're running late to something super important. No. I've never had that one either. Mm-mm. Um What are some other ones? Um, have you ever dreamed that you're pregnant? No. I've had the dream that I can't get pregnant. Yeah. But that stems from other things, you know. You're standing on a cliff and suddenly you're falling into nothingness. No. Dreams of falling can be associated with feeling out of control or overwhelmed. Which is... T. We, like, I feel that way all the time when I'm not mm-hmm. having those dreams. Hmm. Devil's in the details, even though there may be a general interpretation of falling, what is most important are the particulars for the person dreaming... He or she will have very different associations uh, to the detail of the dream. For a particular patient, falling may conjure up images of 9-11. Others may think of falling from grace. In short, even though the dream of falling may be very common, the details are different in each Mm. case. You've lost your voice and you're unable to call or shout out for help. No. Um, You're naked in public? Nope. Your teeth are falling out? Nope. Are you an anxious person? It could be pent-up anxiety coming through in the form of a dream. We might think of it as being concerned about one's potency, competence, strength, power, ability to take a bite out of the world. Um, All of these are sounding like dreams I should have, I should be having. having. Okay. This common (laughs) dream can also be associated with times of change, change and transition. You ever been chasing your dream? Okay, this is going to sound funny. Um, one time I was chased by... Okay, so I used to be scared to cook bacon. Mm-hmm. And there was, like... We were in this, like, white... You know, like, those, like, white studios? And they're, like, never in... They're, like, like, like white background studio. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the white goes on forever. Yeah. So we were in, like, kind of like a white... But it was, like, a white room. So it mm-hmm. went on forever. And it was this, like, big pack of bacon. <laughs> it was, like, pop, 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 pop. Chasing me. And I was running. But that was just silly because I was scared to <laughs> cook bacon. Um, but, like, in actuality, never chase. It's more like I'm stuck and I can see the person coming to get me. Mm. So, like, um, like I think it very much stems from, like, why I lock my door at night. Mm-hmm. Like, our apartment door is locked, but I lock my individual door. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm very scared. So, I would have this reoccurring dream. Um, so if you stand in my in my home, childhood mm-hmm. home, you stand in a certain place in our living room, and then you can see out the kitchen window mm-hmm. above the sink, and there's like a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. and there's like this like light post. And I would see someone standing there, and every time I blinked, they'd get closer. Ugh. And so then oh, I God, would dude. go to my room, and I'd shut the door, and I'd be sitting there, and then I would I could hear them coming, and then eventually they'd open the door, and I'd wake up. And I've, that is a reoccurring dream that I have. Oh, my it's God. It's like someone getting me like that. Oh, that's my least favorite, like, horror trope. All that, <laughs> everything about that makes my skin crawl, Yeah, so. Dude. I cannot imagine. So, not that I'm getting chased. It's just I'm stuck. Uh-huh. Like, where am I going to go? And they're getting closer. Ugh. And they're about Ugh. to get me. That makes my, that makes my, like, my, my back hurt. Like, just thinking yeah. about that. So, like, I'm very scared. Oh, I'm very scared about being God. Yeah. You know? But, like, that's already been established. Mm -hmm. I lock my door every night. Yeah. Very nervous about stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough dream, dude. (laughs) Oh, that just makes me feel sick. (laughs) Because they used to do movies. Yeah. And, oh, if my little brain came up with that and decided that's what I was going to be watching all night. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Ugh. Ew. It's scary. You ever been in a position of power? <laughs> in my dream? A CEO, president, no. queen, religious figure. Um, you're at an impossibly elegant dinner. 
party or you're with a deceased family member or other impossible but positive scenario. No. Hmm. That should just be random, dude. Mm-hmm. But I've never had any of the... I don't know. But it would. it's weird. Like, you would think that with just the kind of person I am, I would have had some of these dreams. You ever, like, pee yourself in your dream? No. Hmm... Being in, like, an enclosed room? Dirty hands, moldy food. Mm-mm. Driving an out-of-control vehicle? You ever do have... you flying? Like, in a plane? Or, like, a bird? I guess, like, you, <laughs> Superman, flying to the No, to the I've had dreams to where, um, I would be, like, waiting, and then, um, I have a fear that, like, both my parents are going to die in, like, a car crash. Mm. Or, like, die at the same time. Your dreams are, like... Or what? Like, because I have dreams that, like, they... Like, real. Oh, like, yeah. Like, have a real, like, possibility. Oh, in my life, yeah. Yeah. Or mine, Kylie Jenner's not going to wreck in the back of my <laughs> And Chris Evans is going to come up here and say, and Hey! Like, say, oh, they're being catty. Like, no, my dreams are very much, like, um, like my teeth are never going to fall out. Yeah. I'm not ever going to, like, well, I could fall from something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm never going to be nude on stage. Yeah. Um, but I have very realistic dreams that are like I mean besides like you and sideburns and, mm-hmm. but like you could be really mean to me one day yeah and like my parents like you know yeah or like one of the dreams that is way too personal to share that you know about mm-hmm. like those are very real but I've had that dream um I've had um I'm trying to think of like kind of dreams I've had. You ever dreamed of, like, being trapped? Like, you're in a car, you can't get your seatbelt off, Mm-mm. locked in a room. You ever dreamed of, like, killing somebody? Me killing somebody? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. I can't relate. Oh! <laughs> Most of mine are me getting killed. Oh, but every now and then... Now and then. Mm. Dreaming of dark, looming figures means that you have doubts about the future and yourself. Un- undefined dark figures can symbolize these worries, and it can sometimes help to try and work through what's worrying you when you're awake. Hmm. T. T. Um. There's a kind of reoccurring dream that only type A or perfectionist people tend to have. Test taking. I'm both those things. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. Like, I am type A, and I'm also very much a perfectionist. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, that, that leads into a whole other conversation. Like, being a perfectionist induces a lot of, like, anxiety and negative things. Like, it's not, it's, there's no positives of Mm -hmm. that. Literally zero. Yeah. Literally since you spiraling. Me all the time. Me constantly thinking. Yeah. Brain. Your brain works. I'm just. My brain works. What? Have you ever had a dream about vampires? No. I have. (laughs) I had a dream about. We went to this school and it was like half people have vampires. And every time a vampire walked into a room, Mm -hmm. their hair would blow back. Like this big industrial fan was like blowing on them. Uh huh. And, like, that's how you knew that they were vampires. vampires. Were you a vampire or a normal Uh, person? I think I was a regular person. Man. Could have been a vampire. I could have been. Um, I'm trying to think of another dream that I've had. But, like, my thing is, like, a lot of my dreams are reoccurring. Hmm. Like, not long ago did I have a reoccurring dream. Probably about a week ago. Um, there's a lot of different things that, like, we never see, like, TVs or, like, phones in our dreams. Mm, That's true. You usually won't see, like, fingers. Dreams are weird. Yeah, dude. Like, because your brain focuses on, like, big picture stuff, I feel. Dreams are weird. Things can kind of slip through the cracks. You know who I want to be in my dream? Who? Glenn Powell. 
leave Glenn out of this. I want Glenn Powell to be in my dreams. I'm like, um, why don't we see <laughs> phones? In why dreams? Don't we see phones in our dreams. Um, let's see. The type of dreams we have help us process our anxieties and fears. They also contribute to our ability to prepare for stressful events. Subsequently, people are less prone to dream about their smartphone um, uh. than they are to see items that have been in, in existence for a long period of time. Since smartphones are a fairly recent development, many of us won't recall having seen them in our dreams. Most of us will experience items of significance that are local to us. Um, people... Mm-hmm. Um... Places, events. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, Which I guess is true. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I don't know. I wish my dreams weren't so... Like... I don't know. If any of my dreams actually happen, count me out. Because I'm very fearful of getting God. Yeah. Me locking my door every night. Yeah. I didn't lock it last night. That's because you left and I didn't feel like getting up. Um. So. Some people, like, um, the dream state is in constant flux. Next time you're dreaming, if you can control it, this would be, like, more lucid dreaming. Look up at the sky of clouds. Mm. Look down, then back up at the clouds. They probably shifted a little bit. Probably different. Gotcha. Due to the dream world being simulated as you go, most people, um, if you look, you'll see in hand, but there may be extra fingers or some kind of, like, anomaly. My thing is, like, they don't know much about dreaming. Yeah. And, like, why we dream and even how it works, so. It's just weird. Ooh. Um. As I've developed in lucid dreaming, the count your fingers trick almost never works on me. Mm. My dream world is pretty dead on. I now rely on logical flaws in the dream world to tip me off. My favorite cue is not being able to remember how I got there. So, like, mm. what that means, like, if you're dreaming, look down at your hands, count your fingers. If you have more than ten fingers or something, you know off, you're dreaming. You know you're dreaming. Dang. Well, crazy dreams. Yeah, dude. You crazy dreams, scary dreams. Yeah. You have crazy Those dreams. Those are like nightmares. Yeah. Well, <sighs> what can I say? What can you do? Nobody's had... I've not had a dream where someone's getting us in the apartment yet. Ooh, I do have dreams... Yeah, not going with I have had a dream where, like, a house is, our house is on fire. Mm. Well, that's also another... Fear. Yeah. I'm also scared of fires. Yeah. You seem to be, like, really, like, fear-based. Which, I mean, your little brain is just scared. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on my, in my little brain. There's a lot happening in there. Yeah, my little brain is definitely scared. Scared of the bacon. Scared of the bacon. Scared of someone getting me. Scared of the parents going bye-bye. Scared of fires. Scared of doctor telling me can't have kids. I mean... It goes on and on. Mm. So, well, this was fun. Yeah. I um, didn't realize how different dream, our dreams are. Yeah. No, I don't think we've ever, like, just had, had a conversation about dreams. Yeah. And also, just that I've not had those normal... You've never dreamed that you were falling. Nope. Because I would remember. Mm. Those are the dreams you remember. Yeah. Well, sometimes they just kind of go away, you know, like... That's true. You wake up and you're like, oh, I fell. And then, like... You forget about it. Yeah. Like, you remember, like, the feeling of... Falling. Yeah. Because you never, like, hit the ground. Yeah, because it's... That's the thing. It's like, as soon as you, like, go, you're like, boom. Awake. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun. It was. Tell us about your dreams. Yeah. Let us know. Because dreams are crazy. They really are. And if you've had those dreams, also let us know. If you never had those dreams, let us know. And let me know what's wrong with me and my dreams. There's nothing wrong with you and your dreams. Scary, scared girl. What happened? You're just a little anxious girly. That's okay. I'm not having those anxious dreams, though. Yeah. 
having different anxious dreams. Yeah. Having, like, anxious actual things to be anxious about dreams. Yeah. Not, like, not that all, like, other things are silly to be anxious about, but more, like, shallow anxious things. Mm. Not, like, bad anxious. Anyways. Whew. We bit morbid. Wipe your sweat. Wipe your sweat. You can breathe now. Yeah. Hopefully I don't have a scary dream tonight. Me too. Sleepover. Hmm? Anyway. Alright. All right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye.